Welcome to the Love Your Face podcast. As sisters with a passion for possibility, we will be discussing mindful living through unspoken fashion. Join us in our conversation and discover how everything begins with a thought, even the way you dress. Hello, Trina. Hi, Marcy. I'm so excited to meet your friend. We're going to have oh. our first guest together. Yes, and I'm excited for you to meet my friend, Matt. Matt Fulfer is a former attorney, author, and world-renowned face reader. Matt established the Amazing Face Reading Certified Face Reader Program and has now certified over 100 face readers worldwide. His most recent book, The Power of Face Reading, is currently the number one bestseller on popular psychology research. He has spent over 25 years writing, researching, and teaching face reading and says he is as passionate about face reading today as when he first started. And Mac is my teacher and learning face, well, having my face read changed my life and learning face reading gives me something to always talk to someone about. So I'm excited for you to meet him. Mac, it's so nice to meet you. I'm Therina's sister. Yes, I should introduce you. Yes, and we have seen your face in in our face reading. Um, CFR class, Zoom classes, right, Mac? Do you remember her? How could you forget a face like that? I know. <laughs> you remember all kinds of things about faces, Mac. I love oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I am fascinated with this face reading, Mac. What is face reading? For people who don't know what that means, what is that? Um, I run into that question all the time. And so, it's not anything really mysterious. You're a face reader from birth. Babies don't know how to speak, but they can still understand what's going on with you because they read their, your face. So it's an, it's an innate language. Only we, because we use spoken language, we've really lost it to a great extent. We, we don't understand why it's working we, because it's operating on a subconscious level. And so we don't really know, why did you feel that way about that person? But you can look at anybody and say, oh, what do you think about him? Oh, I don't like him. Why? I don't know. I just don't like him. You know, but you don't know why, you know, if yeah. you can read faces, it's because, well, he's mean. He look at those eyebrows. Look at that chin. Look at, I mean. <laughs> yes. Well, you're right. That is like our so, first. So what it really is about, what face reading is, uh, every feature on your face is a genetic expression. So the genes are the instruction booklets about everything that we are, how we think, how we feel, how we act, what, how we make decisions. It all has a genetic component. And these genes are multitaskers. So the same genes that, that cause you to have a certain opinion or an attitude or something is also associated with a gene on your that have made a feature on your face. So your, your, your face is showing some of how you make decisions, some of how you, some of how you, uh, how you how you perceive the world, you know? So um, now we're not robots. So you can always choose against your genetic expression. And when you do that, if it's severe enough, it creates a change because you don't get new genes. Your, your uh, neurons in your brain just wire together differently. And that's called an epigenetic change. So Face reading is reading the genetic and epigenetic markers on your face. 
Whoa. Did you get that, Marcy? Whoa. <laughs> That's a big stuff. So simple, but it's it's legit. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, so we're all doing it. All we're the time. All we're just doing it poorly. And and you know, if you can really understand other people, we'll quit judging them. Because we the what here's what really happens is you're born unique into the world, but you're born into a family. And your family starts telling you how you ought to be. No, you need to be like this. You ought to be like that. This is the way you are. This is who you are. And so in all that confusion, you develop a personal narrative. And the personal narrative is how you want the world to see you. So you're going through the world, you know, telling the world that this is who I am and this is how I want the world to see me. The problem with that is it's based on when you were five years old. I mean, a lot of times things change. I mean, you know, you're who you really are. You don't even get, I'm still learning who I really am. Mm -hmm. So what face reading does, it gives you clues and insights back to the original formula. It tells you more about who you really are and not what people told you sh you should be or how you should act or how you, you know, it, it, so you start to deal with who I really am. And, and you start to see other people that way, too. So people you thought were just jerks. You know, suddenly when you can read faces, you see, oh, man, you know, I can see that he has um, self-esteem lines. He, he has a lot of concerns about himself. And so he's covering everything up by keeping up a big defensive front. And then it's like, well, that's why he's being a jerk. He's just trying to protect himself. You know, he's not, he's keeping up armor. He's got on all kinds of personal armor. So... It just, it allows you to see people in a more compassionate, caring, and and loving way. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Yeah. It is a thing that you're trying to share with the world, right, at Matt? To help Absolutely. people understand each other. Yeah, yeah. I if, love if we, how you... If we understood, yeah, if we understood each other, there would be a lot less friction in the world. Most yeah. of our conflict comes from misunderstandings. Well, do you think yeah. Nick, that maybe this is helpful for us to understand who we are too, because we bury that so deep, you know, like, like you were saying. So is it, Yeah. I mean, is, this is helpful for us to get to know who we are too. Yeah. So it, it, that's the, that's the most important part. So I, I got into face reading because I was going to do jury selection. So this was going to be a great tool to let me size people up and, you know, pick out the right ones and all that kind of. And that is the least important part of face reading. The most important part of face reading is allowed me to see and understand myself and to not be so hard on myself. Just because just because I don't live up to my uh, personal narrative or how I was taught that I'm supposed to look or be or act. The truth, there's nothing stronger than the truth. And. Mm -hmm. When you can live out of your authentic self, when you can stand in your own skin and, and, and live from your authentic self, and you can be as open and honest and transparent as possible, there's really nothing more powerful than that. Oh, I agree. When I'm true. Yes. Yes. So, Matt, you still teach classes on this. Anyone yeah. can learn it. So. Yeah. Um, I know that Matt has two books. The first one is the one that I learned from. 
Tell us about your new one. Why did you do the new one, Mac? Well, nobody, nobody taught me face reading. I had to go out and learn it on my own. It's, it's, an ancient, it's an ancient science. It's been around for a long time. The correct name for face reading is, is physiognomy. And um, so when I got interested in it, you know, I started going back as far as I could. I found books from 100 years ago. And I was going through the books trying to understand, well, what is this about? And, and as an attorney, you know, it's like, man, you're going to have to prove this to me. You know, I don't, I don't believe it unless you can show it to me beyond a reasonable doubt, you know. So, but the old books didn't have any pictures in it. They would just say things that, that I couldn't understand. Like the man with the bulbous eyes. What is a bulbous eye? Or the guy with a jaunty squint. What's a jaunty squint? You know, I mean, like, I, I'm not, you know, it just, so I had to like try to piece together what I could. And then I, I set up a little company with a friend of mine and we would get into these, uh, uh, fairs and uh uh oh different kinds of everything from the balloon festival to you know uh, martin luther king day whatever it was but they'd have some kind of fair and you had to have a craft to get in the fair they were craft fairs essentially what they were so as a kid i collected rocks so i i I took my polished rocks and i turned them into jewelry so that we could get into the fair and then once we were in i would speak (laughs) out my sign that said amazing face reading. And and what I was really trying to do, I wasn't trying to make money then. I was, what I was trying to do was validate my theories, validate the stuff that I'd come up with. And so this went on for several years. And, you know, I got better and better and better because I would get to the point where I, when I was reading somebody to go, yeah, that does sound like me. Or that doesn't sound like me. That, that's, it, it's close, but it's more like this. And with all that massaging, you know, you, I started to get a pretty good definition of what features were, but I was still mostly guessing. I mean, you know, you, you try it, and if it, it was trial, trial and error. Well, then I read the, uh, the book, uh, Mastering His Emissary, uh, by a guy named uh, Ian McGilchrist, and it talks about the left brain, right brain. And when I'm reading this book, how your left brain and right brain have very specific functions and operate in very different ways. I looked at it like, wow, that's just like my face reading stuff. And then I could match the two up together. So once I could understand that your features on your face have a left or right brain function, then it was easy to start to have a really scientific understanding of what each feature means instead of just guessing at it. So what does that mean? Your, so your right side and your left side. Um, so the way we're set up, we have two hemispheres in our brain. We talk about right brain people and left brain people. Actually, we're all both brain people because your brain's switching back and forth so fast that you can't tell which is which. But um, the right side of your head holds your right brain, but it controls the left side of your body. And the left side of your brain controls the right side of your body. But they also control different kinds of functions. So what actually happens is when you see something, you first take it in, and you're just taking it in. And then you have to make sense of it. So when you first take it in, you're taking it in right brain. Right brain is about feelings. It's about the present moment. It's about, um, it's about your relationships with other people. It's about your childhood. It's about your health. 
So that's where you initially take it in, but then you want to dig in and analyze it. And you've unconsciously shifted to your left brain, which works like a magnifying glass. It takes what you're looking at, zeroes in on one little piece, and really, really looks at it. But the drawback is it erases everything it's not looking at. So, so your left brain is brilliant, but it's like a it's like a magnifying glass that just gets little pieces of parts. It doesn't. It can't put the whole together as good as the right brain does. Very technical <laughs> stuff. Wow. We talk about it different than that, like your personal life and your public life. Yeah, right. You personal said the same thing, only you said it in a very scientific way. Yeah. Per, the, your personal life is your right brain and your public life is your left brain. That's another way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I was telling you about left and right, one side controls the other. So when you look at somebody's face, if you divide it right down the middle, the things that are showing up on the left side of their face, which I'm pointing to the left side of my face right now, that's connected to their right brain, are things about their personal life, their childhood, their, their relationships, their history. The things that show up on the right side of the person's face are about how they work out in the external world. So you'll see people whose faces don't match. You'll have one eyebrow that looks one way and another eyebrow that looks different. Yes. So they have one personality when they're at home and then they go to work and they switch to another personality. <laughs> yes. I, it's really common on faces. Oh, yeah. Very, very few faces are symmetrical. Most are. All right. Yeah. I know that in being a hairdresser, a lot of people are really critical of their, you know, this ear is different than the other ear. And they it's supposed to, to be. It. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, what's really funny is like, we're talking about living out of your personal narrative. So as a speaker, I would go out and talk to, oh, thousands and thousands of people, a lot of times big business meetings and sales meetings and corporate meetings and those kind of things. And I'd be talking to some really tough, top of the line CEO, you know, grim guy. And I would read his face and he would tear up. It was like, oh my God, what did I do? What did I say? And it was nothing I did or said. It's just that nobody ever really saw him for who he was. And when somebody could truly see him, he was moved to tears. Yeah, I've, I've seen that happen. I, that's happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> and you've been when I've read people's faces yes. and you see them cry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's because and I used to be uncomfortable with that. You touched him so deeply. You know, you put him back in touch with their authentic self instead of living out of this facade, this fake personality, you know, we all invent, all invent ourselves. We invent, you know, a personality that we think the world will accept. And that's what we go out. And we, but you know that you're pretending, you know, at some level you're pretending. And so when somebody can really see you, oh, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I think it really does change the way people feel about themselves. I know Mac, when you first read my face, it, had an impact for the rest of my life. Yeah. So that's why I'm addicted to this. And I okay. had to learn more because. Well, it, it, it's something you already had. You just, you just it developed it. I have this book. Mm -hmm. This is your book, but you have a second book. Is it? You want to look at it on that one? This is oh. the other book. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. The Power of Face Reading. The second book, the new book is print on demand. It's uh, through Amazon. So if you go to Amazon and put in 
the power of face reading and then my name will come up that's that's the book that's out right now okay the reason i did the second book you asked that question earlier well i made some mistakes in the first book there was a few things that was like not quite right you know and it didn't really didn't really bear out scientifically so i cleaned it all up and then i understood the mechanisms of why face reading works so i put that in the new book and uh you know right now it is the number one top seller on the psycho i sent you that link psychology yes, you did number one on popular psychology research yeah wow it's a fun party game. People don't they oh, yeah. have you come to do party things and oh, you can make you and know, be frivolous and silly with it. But it's, it's well. So here, here was the thing. I was telling you that when I was starting out, I was just trying to get gigs anywhere, and so I would be called in for some of these big venues where they were having big parties, like uh, South Fork Ranch was a place where you know they bring all these corporations and stuff in. Alice. And they uh, were there. So there was thousands of people would come in and then they had all these different kinds of entertainment. So there was, there was uh, card readers and, and butt sketchers and, you know, I mean, everything that you can kind of imagine there. And what happened was that after I read the first phase, there would be a line. And then after all those other people had packed up and gone, there would still be a line. <laughs> <laughs> so, they had to pay me overtime because I would just keep reading pieces. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's something. If you learn how to do it, you can have a new occupation. You can be entertainment for parties. <laughs> I found that wherever a pumpkin walk every year, people go home and bring back their family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you still do that, Mac? Do you still go speak at uh, speak and for people? I talk about this at groups. Yeah, I, I do. And I've, I've farmed it out too to the, the uh, certified face reader. So what I did a few years ago was um, there was people who wanted to be really, really get good at this. They wanted to be professional. And so I started teaching certified face reading classes, amazing face reading, certified face reading classes. Therina took one. Yeah. And, um, and uh, to become a, a, a certified face reader, you know, with the, with the plaque. And, um, now the people who were certified face readers are wanting to uh, get gigs on their own. So I've been farming those gigs out to them. Uh, so uh, there was one that came up just recently, a, a group of attorneys uh, uh, that uh, knew me through law when I practiced law. Uh, she called me and she was having a big party for her high roller attorneys and wanted me to come be part of the entertainment. And so I said, Brian, Brian Gilkey, I, I sent Brian to, because he's in Dallas. So, so anyway, you know, to help them get started. So now your your students are teaching. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and and I'm still teaching. I'm I'm teaching all over the world. I've got the, uh, yeah. yeah, I've got a student. I mean, when on Zoom, you're not limited by geographical right location. So, yeah. you know, I've got a, a, a student right now in uh, London. I've got one in. Uh, and Australia, and uh, one in New Jersey, and you know, so I mean, we're just all over the place. So, if somebody so, wants to learn from you, how do they? How do they do that? Email me, just mac at amazingfacereading.com and say, "Oh, I'd love to take a face reading class," and I'll say, "Okay." okay. All right. 
So I you can get a free that. face reading. You can get a free face reading just sending in your picture. And I sent quite a few faces to you that I needed to know about. Mm -hmm. And it's helped me with a lot of relationships and stuff to understand. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. When you're, well, besides helping you, helping you understand yourself better in relationships, those conflicts that you run into in relationships, a lot of times it's something underneath the surface that you're not aware of what's going on. And being able to understand the other person, understanding, for example, both of y'all have these big, what I call them, Bambi eyelids. So you have yeah. a high capacity for intimacy. Uh, you're very loyal in relationships, but, and I always include that when I'm reading somebody's face, if they betray your trust, they're dead meat. You know, I mean, that's it. <laughs> once, once they betrayed you, no more. But if you know that about yeah. somebody, then you don't, you won't cross that line. You'll be aware of, you know. Wow. And, and you know, these eyelids, they, they want to be included. They want to be in the loop. So, you know, if your significant other has those big baby eyelids and you come home, they say, well, what happened today? Oh, I'm tired of it. I'm not talking about it. They feel cut out. They feel yeah. like, oh, you, did, you didn't let me know. Oh, he's hiding something. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. So see, see, you get all yeah. kinds of confusion in relationships just because you didn't understand them. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. Ah, it's so much fun. Knowing this is so much fun. It's like something that I had never heard of before until Therina had told me about it. And it's changed my world. And I don't even, I mean, I just know a fraction of it. I didn't take the class. Well, Marcy, I think it's time you take it to class. Yes. We all need to know this. Yes. Yeah. Max, something that I like to ask people is what is your superpower? What do you think your superpower is? I think it's empathy. Empathy. Mm-hmm. I think that is cool. I agree. You, you know, there's there's a, another way of listening to people. So most of the time, the way we're brought up is we we listen from a positional perspective, where I have a position and I'm telling you my position and you're telling me your position, but we're defending our positions, you know. So when you tell somebody, well, this is what you ought to do. Well, internally, they pull up their internal protector because nobody likes being bossed around and told what to do. So, you know, so you, you just, you just, you know, you're just bouncing off their wall. Mm -hmm. There's another way to listen though, where when you're listening to somebody, instead of getting caught up in, in your reaction to what they're saying, to think about, how do I want my words to make this person feel? Wow. And, and if you think about it for a moment, you first have to think, well, how does this person feel? You know, in order to do that, you first have to think, well, how do they feel before you can figure out how to, how their, your words are going to make them feel. But uh, it's a complete shift because instead of having a transactional interaction, you have an interpersonal interaction. Oh my goodness, that is truly a superpower, Matt, for real. Because I, that's what I tell everybody. Everything begins with a thought. 
And if you can take time to do that, really see a person, really see a person. That is truly a gift. Everything begins with a thought. And I am going to spend this next year collecting people's thoughts about love because love is my superpower. Unconditional love for anyone. I want to walk into the room and love everybody in the room without even knowing them. And I feel like that is my superpower. So I'm wondering, Nick, finish this sentence. Love is. Love is a right brain quality. It requires us to be in the present moment. It requires acceptance and openness and transparency. It requires putting the other person's values and needs before your own. You know, where you're, where you're considering who they are and where they're coming from rather than what can you get from Mm. Yeah, I like that. So anything big coming up for you, like where we can share your book, people can do your classes, sign up to be a face reader. I offer free face readings to anybody who wants to get a face reading. Um, you have to send in pictures. You have to send in five pictures. You have five? to send in five. The first okay. one, face on, just looking straight in the camera. Your chin can't be up or down. It has to be straight into the camera. Uh, the second one is a profile from one side and then a profile from the other side. So that's, we're up to three now. Now in the profile, you, you have to show your ears. You can't have the, your hair covering your ears. Your, the side of your face needs to be. And then two picture, pictures to show the lines. And I recommend one where you're looking just shocked or terrified, where you're Eyebrows are real high, your mouth is open, and you're like, you know, just like you just saw a ghost, you know, you're just screaming crazy. And the other one is like, you're furious. I mean, uh, enraged, where your eyebrows are pulled down, your nostrils are flaring, your your uh, your teeth are clenched, your mouth is open, you know, like just as, as mad as you could possibly be. And those those two expressions bring out the lines in your face. Well, how about this? Can we do a face reading right here? Would you sure. read my face? Absolutely. My face. Yeah, sure. Is the make... lighting good enough to do that? Yeah. Well, there's probably a filter on. But... Oh, shoot. I just knocked off my camera. Oops, sorry. <laughs> my face if the camera's not on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to do it without the picture. <laughs> okay, let's let's give people an idea of what face reading is. Okay, face reading is about reading the features on your face. I cannot see your ears. Aha, so that's good. Now you have to look at me face on so I can see where your ears are in proportion to your face. All right, now we remember the first one is with your chin parallel to the floor. So you have, you have high ears, uh, you have outer ear helix and inner ear anti-helix. So it tells me, your ears tell me, you're very balanced, that no matter how good something looks on paper, it still has to feel right to you. If it doesn't feel right, it's not going to pass the test. It's not going to make it. Um, so let me see your earlobes just a second. Yeah. So you have unattached earlobes, so you have a good aesthetic. That matches up with the little ball on the tip of your nose. 
So the little ball on the tip of your nose, you've inherited a creative artistic gene, which tells me you need some place to express that. You know, it, you, you gotta have something that you can come up with some idea, but then turn it into a real thing. You know, creativity is both a left and a right brain thing because your, your right brain has to come up with the inspiration, but your left brain has to figure out how to do something with it. So you have, you have creativity marked on the tip of your nose. Your septum hangs down, that little space, place in between your nostrils. Mm -hmm. So you'll always, do, you'll always do best doing something in the service of other people. Um, people are what you're about. Those big Bambi eyelids you have draw people in. Total strangers will start talking to you. You go, oh, why are they telling me stuff? I mean, they just go on and on and on because your eyes are pulling them in. Your eyelids are pulling them in. Uh, your eyelids tell me that um, uh, the, the way that you the way that you solve problems is you like the big idea. Uh, so uh, we get the whole concept. Um, somebody trying to be too detailed with you, you know, like step by step by step, you know, it's like, well, you listen to it, but th that's not, that's not your solution. You'll come up with your own plan. Um, your, your eyelids also show um, high capacity for intimacy. You're about relationships. You want a partner. When you commit, you totally commit, uh, but you want that same level of loyalty and commitment back. Someone who won't betray your trust. Betraying your trust is kryptonite for you. You know, that's it. Um, your eyebrows, you have high eyebrows, those are right brain, things need to feel right. So uh, you'll always check to see, does it feel right before you pull the trigger? Your eyebrows are also wing-shaped. So your wing-shaped eyebrows, your eyebrows kind of track your enthusiasm level. So your eyebrows are thicker at the beginning. So at the beginning of something, you have lots of ideas and lots of enthusiasm. And then, you know, you have a little bit less. And, now, the fact that your eyebrows go all the way out past the edge of your eyes tell me that you will finish what you start. Uh, but uh, you're glad for it to be over with when it's over. I mean, you know, you finished the end, you're, you know, you're ready for something else. That space in between your eyebrows, you have tremendous innate self-will. Once you make up your mind you're going to do something or make up your mind you're not going to do something, it would take dynamite to try to change. Those lines in your forehead, raise your eyebrows for just a second. All those lines in your forehead are Einstein lines. You're smart. You've worked really hard on stretching and developing your intellect. The amount of mental energy it took to put those lines in your forehead, if you had applied that to a subject in school, you'd have a PhD in that subject. So, because you put that much energy and effort into it. Um, you have movie star cheeks. Now that sounds good. Your movie star cheeks, when you walk into the room and you're smiling, cause people to look at you. And you can handle that. But the challenge with movie star cheeks, Marcy, is there's gonna be some women who will not get on your bandwagon. And you're thinking, what is her problem? What did I say to her? What did I do? It's nothing you said or did. It's your movie star cheeks. They're thinking quietly to themselves. Oh, she thinks she's so hot. She thinks she's so pretty. She thinks she's, and you're not making that at all. But they're projecting that onto you because they're jealous of your movie star cheeks. Chin, when you get down to acting on things, you're a sweetheart. You take other people's needs and interests into account. It doesn't surprise me. Love is your is your uh, power word. Um, and yet, you've been tested. The lines that run from your nose to the corners of your mouth are disappointment lines. People who aren't sensitive don't get those lines. You have deep lines, so you're deeply sensitive. 
when it crosses the corners of the mouth and come down on the chin, it's not disappointment, it's grief, loss, pain. I call those compassion lines. Because when you say to somebody, oh girl, I know what you're going through. I know what that's like. You do, you've been there. And now, now my empathy is catching up with me because as you're starting to tear up, you're making me tear up. You know, so <laughs> oh, uh, let's see what other, other things we can see. Um, oh, uh, this little line, this, this line on your chin, uh, you do more than you need to because you believe you're good when you get validation from external sources. So you, you need someone to say, good job, way to go. We couldn't have done it without you. That's, that means as much to you as the money, you know, that, that you get uh, that sort of validation. Uh, okay, so let's let's wrinkle your face up. Show me some of those those the ah those lines by the side of your nose. You have a good sense of humor. You like to tease with people, play with people, like to have fun. That deep one that runs across the bridge of your nose is a burnout line. So you've been there, seen it, done it, made yourself keep going on anyway. You you were stuck into something that you did it as a responsibility, and you lived up to your responsibility, and you honored your word, but you were ready to be done with it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, now pull your eyebrows together as hard as you can, like, yeah. Okay, those two lines that come up from your eyebrows are forced focus lines. The place where you've been the hardest on yourself is actually in your personal life. Uh, well, just a minute, let me check, make sure. Touch the, touch the left side of your face. Okay, good. That's what I wanted to see. Um, the place where you're actually hardest on yourself is your personal life. You know, about your family, your friends, or, you know, like taking care of people. I mean, you're, that's the place where you put out the greatest amount of energy and effort uh, in the care of others. What are you feeling right now, Marcy? <laughs> I'm feeling like you just sawed down into my soul. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's absolute truth. All of it is true. Your big eyelashes tell me you have an easygoing, tolerant disposition. Um, your straight mouth tells me you're a good listener. The way you listen to people, you don't make it better than they said or worse than they said. You know, you're, you're a good sounding board, capable of taking in what people tell you and giving it back out. Um, you're not judgmental. Your round bottom lids tell me that you're very open, that you take in all the acceptance. You don't make prejudgments about people. You know, you're willing to, to see them for who they are. Let me see you from the side for just a second. This yeah. Side? Yep, that's right. Your tipped up nose tells me uh, that your outlook is optimistic. You feel like somehow, some way things are going to work out, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, Marcy's word that she shared with me is things always work out for me. Mm -hmm. That's our motto. It's become our family motto. Yes. Yeah, that's Everything that nose totally. Tipped nose. <laughs> you're you have an optimistic outlook a positive uh, uh, belief that it'll, and it's a curiosity too you know upturned nose is a, a natural curiosity you like to know about stuff you like to know about people yes wow pretty narrow face too yeah you have a fairly narrow face which tells me um that if you're trying to work with somebody on a project you know, where, where you're teaming up with somebody, you yeah. don't like your teammate to be a slow, peep, a slow, stupid, or plotting person. It's like, come on, get on with it. Yes. Just go sit, just go sit down, I'll do it. You know? Oh my gosh, yes. 
Yes. <laughs> That's wild to me that you can just tell all of that from a face because we're meeting for the first time and you just nailed it. All of that was complete truth. Yeah, there's a lot of information on the face. Wow. So fun. I love what that, just uh, how it makes you feel, right? Yes. To be validated. Yeah. I feel like I earned all of that. Yes. All of that. I earned all of that. Yeah. So instead of seeing, seeing lines on your face as wrinkles, like, oh, we need wrinkle cream to get rid of those lines. You can see them as badges of honor. I mean, like, wow, I earned that line. And that line says how how much I've suffered or how long, how brave I was or how smart I've been. You know, they all tell you something. Every line on your face has a story. So beautiful. Yes. So our um, first challenge that we're doing in March is discover. And so we do read everyone's face that is in that challenge. Great. So you will get your personal face reading. Yeah. Join us in that 30-day challenge. That's right. People can do that. So. And Mac, we need to have you come back when it's the Discover. So <laughs> are you willing to do that? Mac, you should come back and visit us again so we can okay. chat some more. Okay. Yeah, you, the, the challenge that you have with me, Marcy, is once you get me started on face reading, is you need the hook to pull me off. You know, like, <laughs> stop, stop. Oh, my goodness. I loved oh. all of that. Yeah. People are going to want to know about their face. So we will share your, your email. We'll share the information of how they can get your book. Sign up for learning how to become a face reader. So yeah, you can find all of that. And we'll leave access to that, like all the links in the oh. notes. Well, Mac, it's been such a pleasure. It's been yes, such thank pleasure. you for joining thank us. You. Your, your sister is one of my favorite favorite people <laughs> oh mine too you guys are awesome thank you yeah i love being part of the certified face readers mm -hmm. we meet every couple of times a month on zoom and i learn more every time it's so no, cool. it's like meeting up with the family though there's a connection it is, it is. Well, thank you so much all right mac we'll have a beautiful day and we'll chat again soon all, All right. right, thank you. Have a good day. See you you too. Okay. All right. All right. Bye, -bye. Bye, bye. Well, that was fun, Therina. It was. He was even more amazing than I told you, huh? Oh my goodness. I love him. I love him. Yeah, that was fun. All right. So if you want to get to know more about Mac, you can email him at Mac at amazingfacereading.com. He also has a website, amazingfacereading.com. And you can buy his book on Amazon. You can find his book on Amazon. And we'll leave all those links in our show notes. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure, Therina. Yeah. For taking time out of your day. Always fun to visit with you. And we will visit again. See all you right. next time. All right, have a beautiful All right. day, friends. Hey, love you. Bye. Okay, bye bye.